Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who also is a former Fed chair, will announce for the next quarter how many treasuries the gun the the uh, government needs to resell and fund, and that's a big deal. Get ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Just feel it out here on the streets, especially after dark. You roam around by yourself. And there are protests from misguided people. But anyway, I digress. Um, it is uh, our nation's original capital. There's a lot going on here during the day. I am afraid for my life at night. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm glad they lost last night. No offense. And yes, I was there. My Cowboys got their ass kicked last Sunday night by the 49ers. All right. Awesome Mortgage Banker Association uh, national convention going on here. We had a um, closed-door meeting today with Director Sato Thompson of the FHFA and um, FHA Commissioner uh, Julia Gordon. And, uh, man, like, what a great session. You know, it was just announced uh, by HUD uh, that ADU rental income can be used. So ADU, accessory dwelling units, um, are a way to help bring more uh, affordability and housing units to the market and some great guidelines that were, uh, that were set uh, going forward. Uh, Director Thompson, you know, she's director of the FHFA, which they oversee Fannie and Freddie, the enterprise GSEs. A lot of guidelines coming out uh, regarding Fannie and Freddie. And um, the buy merge credit pours hot topic, repurchases, lots of stuff. So um, really, really important meetings, closed-door meeting. And then I was in an MBA executive wholesale committee closed-door meeting talking about the wholesale channel and what's going on with that, all the changes, all the RESPA violations and LOCOMP violations that some of the big lenders are getting hit with by the CFPB and how to protect ourselves from that. So hat tip to Alan Middleman at Freedom, setting up uh, Mitch Keiter from uh, Wiener Brodsky Keiter, uh, which is a preeminent RESPA attorney firm. Um, thank you to Radian for having such a great event. And um, it's good seeing just, you know, a bunch of colleagues out here. I'm touching bases. I bounce from place to place. Uh, about to go to another couple events here. Um, but I just want to talk about, um, you know, Mike Pratt and Tony and Marina Walsh and Joel Kahn. They had some uh, some meetings going on. Hello. Um, they had some meetings going on. And, uh, you know, they're talking about their new forecast from the NBA, what's going on with the, uh, uh, with the industry. And so they are forecasting uh, negative GDP growth in Q1 and Q2. And we're also looking at, hey guys, um, and they're also looking at um, high five interest rates by the end of next year and three Fed rate cuts. And they said the Fed is done. And they think there's um, pretty significant volume a year coming, not to, uh, in the not too near distant future. So great to see all that. Now, what's the Fed going to do? Let me talk about it real quick. This is, this is the underlying current that is like kind of an interesting thing. Um, oh, there's the NBA crew. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your advocacy on behalf of the entire industry. Thank y'all. You made the LinkedIn video. Yay. So um, the NBA really does advocate really well on our behalf. So so this is what's going on. I'm just going to be real brief. It's not a long video, I promise. So, so the Fed interest rates, um, the Fed controls the rate, right? And they're probably done. Now, the next time they do a dot plot will be at the December meeting, in the middle of December. Their next meeting on November 1st, they don't have to say 
where they think they're going to bring rates, terminal rate, and how many more hikes they're going to do and how many cuts next year. So they have bought some more time between now and the end of the year to allow higher interest rates to crack things. Now, demand is cracking a little bit, but remember, most of our inflation was caused by supply chain issues, not demand. So they can't really create more housing supply. They can't grow more food. They can't drill at home. Um, and speaking of supply, there's a lot of uh, treasuries being put on the market to be bought. And they don't pass the bills and the budgets in, um, you know, in Congress. So so what, what's going on? What is going to happen with the 10-year treasury and interest rates and, and all that kind of stuff? Here's, here's a little prediction, okay? Stock market was roaring. Yields were decent on the 10-year treasury. Rates were decent, you know, this year, this summer. And then at the end of July, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen came out, and she comes out every quarter. It's a really important thing to look at, okay? And she said, hey, this is the quarterly refunding. This is how much treasuries, how many treasuries, how much we need to refill the coffers for the amount of money that we spend as a debtor nation, okay? So when she came out and announced an enormous amount of treasuries to fund our spending in our government at the end of July, the stock market started tanking after treasury yields started rising because there are less and less buyers of our treasuries around the world. China, huge buyer, dealing with their own real estate crisis, okay? Since 2021, they've let go of about $300 billion a year off their balance sheet. A year, that's a lot, okay? And again, they're like 17 to 11% of all the foreign buyers, okay? Japan, not buying as much. They have to control their yen. So the yuan, Chinese yuan, and the Japanese yen are being controlled by selling U.S. treasuries to raise money to control their own currency for the problems they have at home. Who's going to buy our debt? So, you know, 85% of our debt that gets sold is just payment transfers. It's just BlackRock and Chase and all the other big institutional buyers, which the banks aren't buying as much. They reported earnings last last week, which are generally good, but they're still reserving in case there's a recession that we have no idea how deep it's going to go, where the default stock, credit cards, personal loans, car loans, all that. So they can't spend trillions of dollars buying treasuries. So what's going to happen at the end of this month? Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who also is a former Fed chair, will announce for the next quarter how many treasuries the gun the, the uh, government needs to resell and fund. And that's a big deal. And I saw some pretty intelligent commentary that says we may see when that announcement comes on another rise in 10-year treasury yield up to five and a quarter potentially, certainly with a five handle. If treasury yields go up again because we have so many treasuries to sell to fund our government where the Fed is not buying, the Fed's usually the biggest buyer, they're not buying, they're shrinking their balance sheet, they're doing quantitative tightening. We will see treasury yields go up and interest rates go up again. But something will crack. Something else in the economy will crack. I don't know what it is. Something's going to crack. It's treasury, uh, excuse me, it's uh, commercial loans, credit card debt. Companies are starting to lay off. Last Thursday, I did my video telling you about the Warren Act um, uh, notices. There are more companies noticing the federal government that they're going to lay off 100 people or more. So you start to lose jobs, which in the NBA's forecast, to bring this all around full circle, they predict a 5% unemployment by the end of next year in an election year. So the Fed is going to have to bring liquidity back to the market. So I'm going to say two last things. From the last rate hike to the first rate cut on average is four months. 
if we were done in August, we're done this year. When will we be cutting next year? Let's say there's a lot of cash in the system. We're higher for longer. Maybe March to July of next year, we see a Fed rate cut. And when the Fed cuts the rates, there's a 200 basis point average drop in mortgage-backed securities the second that happens. So remember, the higher we get, the closer we get to the end, the closer we get through all this. Hope is not a strategy. Keep grinding. Hope you're all having a great weekend, week. Get back to you Thursday. Last show of the year on the road. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.